Hey there, Walt here from Walt in PA, and uh, I'm back with another one of these long format podcast style videos. And there's actually quite a bit to talk about uh, this, this week. There's been a couple of interesting things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a really good thing, followed by a really bad thing, followed by a really good thing to make like a, I guess like a good thing, bad thing sandwich. So let's let's kind of start at the beginning. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, me and my wife were talking, and she said, "Hey, yo, your your birthday's coming up. Do, do you want to do anything special for your birthday?" And you know, I didn't really think much of it. I said, "Well, you know, I'm probably just going to go for a ride. I'll probably take the day off from work. Um, you know, hang out with the kids, do something. I don't want to do anything extravagant. Like I don't want to go out to dinner or go out someplace with lots of people. Like I'm more of a uh, small group, tight knit kind of guy." So I thought, you know, we'll, we'll just keep it laid back and, and kind of fun. And I, I made some kind of joke about how um, she, she must be getting some, me some kind of awesome birthday gift or something along those lines. And my wife made this comment about how she said, you know, you're really difficult to buy gifts for. She said, you know, for one, I'm not into motorcycles, so I really don't know what to buy you there. And even if I did... You know, you go out and you, you buy yourself whatever you need anyway. You don't you don't give anyone the opportunity to buy anything for you. It's it's funny because it's true. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I I mentioned to her. I said, you know, if you really want to get me something motor, motorcycle related, I'm not buying. I'm not going to be buying anything for myself. I, you know, I think I have everything I need. If you want to buy, you know, like this is something I want. This is something I want. You know, I, I could always go for like shirts and hats and you know that sort of thing. So there's, you know, there's lots of things out there that you could buy for me if, if you wanted to. So you know, no pressure, that sort of thing. So uh, we we wrapped up the conversation, and I don't know. I guess a, a week or so goes by. I don't really think anything of it. And then one day I'm working from home. My wife's at work. And my, my daughter comes into the office and she says, oh, you know, there's a delivery truck pulling out of the driveway. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, I, I ordered something from Amazon. This is probably what I've been waiting for for the last couple of days. So I, I go to the front door, I open the door, and I look down on the porch and there's this box there. It's about three feet long. And it says, uh, what does it say? Moto D Sport written across the front with a, a big motorcycle icon. And I'm thinking like, what did I buy? You know, my wife accused me of just like buying the things that I need and not thinking about it. And here I am dumbfounded, you know, what, like, what could I possibly have bought myself? I don't remember, I don't remember what I bought. What, what did I do? <laughs> and I, it feels like I, I was standing there for an eternity trying to figure out what the hell was in this box. What did I order? Finally, I go out, I pick up the box, I look at the shipping label and it's got my wife's name on it. Here, she ordered me something for my birthday and I totally ruined it. Apparently, she had placed the order and she actually timed it so that it should arrive on one of the days that she was home. And, you know, she was, she had had this plan where the box was going to arrive and then she was going to like shuttle it off to her car so I wouldn't see it because I'd be in my office working. And, and that was the, that was the big plan to, to surprise me for my birthday. And I kind of blew it by opening the door and looking down and seeing this package. So I take a picture of it and I text my wife. I say, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I, I think uh, I may have, ruined the surprise. I found this sitting on the front porch. And, you know, she she got a little annoyed. She's like, you know, I, I tried to plan that so that it was going to arrive when I could hide it and you weren't supposed to see it. She said, you know, you can have it if you really want it. And I said, no, 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 you know, I'll, I'll wait till my birthday and, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of pretend to be surprised and make the kids happy and things like that because the, the kids helped her pick it out. So, you know, I go back to my day. I go in my office. I'm working 
from home, working, working, working. My daughter comes in again and says, oh, you know, the Amazon truck just left. Oh, perfect. That is the package that I've been waiting for for the last couple of days. I better go get it. So I go out on the porch. <laughs> I scoop up the box. I bring it in the house, grab a pair of scissors. I cut open the box, open up the box. I look inside. Like, what the hell is that? I didn't order any Yamaha apparel. You know, it's a, it's a funny thing is, I, I was actually looking, my, my wife ordered me a Yamaha hat and a Yamaha shirt, both, you know, Team Yamaha with the, with the logo on it, the tuning fork logo. And uh, the funny thing was, I was looking at these exact same items right around the time I, I bought this bike. I was supposed to take delivery of it. And I was going to order myself some Yamaha stuff to replace the Honda stuff that I had. And I was actually looking at these two particular items, but I didn't wind up ordering them. And coincidentally, my wife ordered them and I ruined gift number two on the very same day uh, because I, I thought the box was for something else. So I opened it up and I'm like, shit, there's no hiding this. You know, Amazon Prime's got the, the black tape with the, the, the strings inside the tape, you know, the security stuff. So there's no like packaging it back up and, and pretending that I didn't see it. So, of course, I take another picture and I send it to my wife and I say, I'm really sorry. I think I ruined gift number two uh, in the same day that I ruined gift number one. And it's funny, but she's kind of annoyed. You're like, don't you ever read the labels on the packages before you open them? And the funny part of that is, no, I don't. We get so many Amazon deliveries that um, I never look at the package. It's 99% of the time, it's something that I ordered. And I'm the type of person that I have a Prime membership and... I take full advantage of it. So if I need something, like let's say I need keyring, you know, like I'll order a keyring, and then I'll say to my wife, oh, you know, I ordered that keyring that I needed, and she'll be like, why did you need? Why did you order that keyring? Like I needed this other thing too. I, you know, I needed this this battery backup thing. Well, you know, I you you should have told me, and I'd have ordered both. And I said, well, I have Prime, and I don't pay for shipping. And I'll place this. I'll place an order the same day within minutes of another order, and I don't care because I'm a Prime member. I pay a premium for shipping, and it doesn't much matter to me how many boxes come to the house. And uh, and that's that's kind of where this whole we we're constantly getting packages, and I just open them because I always just think it's something that we ordered, and it's rare that my wife orders anything. I'm usually the the Amazon guy. So yeah, I, uh, I ruined two gifts. The, the first of which is actually back there, although you probably can't see it. There's a, a carpet underneath my 2022 Yamaha MT-09SP. I'll post a picture of it so you can see it a little better. Um, like I said, my wife's not really a motorcycle person and she, she had no idea what to get me. But one of the things that she thought would be kind of cool was having a mat for the bike because they make them for well, a variety of people make bike mats, and a lot of them are like customized with the brand information and stuff like that. So she got me a Yamaha mat, and I thought it was really cool, and I was really happy with it. And uh, she got me a Yamaha hat with the tuning fork logo. She got me a Team Yamaha blue t-shirt with the tuning fork logo on it. Um, you know, really cool gifts that I was really happy with. So I, I managed to totally destroy <laughs> both gifts, ruined, totally ruined the birthday surprise there. And then, um, I don't know, it must have been like five, maybe six days later, my, my birthday came around and I decided to take the day off, which is really unusual for me. Um, I don't take a lot of time off because I have young kids and if you've got young kids, you know how the, the whole thing works. One of them gets sick and you, you, know, you have to have these spur of the moment doctor's visits and there's always something going on. You always need to take time off work. 
and uh, I don't get a lot of it. Um, the company that I work for really scaled down their PTO time. So generally, I don't take a lot of days off for myself. It's usually taking days off to take care of errands or take care of the kids or things like that. So I decided on my birthday that uh, since I was going to be turning 40, I would take the day to myself. I decided to take the day off. Um, I got out of bed, I kind of slept in until 6 a.m., which was really nice. I got up, made myself a pot of coffee, did some odds and ends on my computer in the morning. The kids got up, we you know, played video games a little bit, the Nintendo Switch, had fun. And then I decided to, to gear up and go for a ride. I took my MT-09 SP out, not real long, maybe 50 miles or so. Um, and the plan was to, to ride a bit and then drop it off at the dealership for its 4,000 mile service. So I went out and I started riding around, had a good time. Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. This is the greatest thing ever. It's my birthday today. I turned 40 years old and I decided to, to take the day off from work. It's not something I do very often. Usually when I take the day off, it's because I gotta run around with the kids or something going on. But today, nothing. And it is the most glorious thing ever. And, and I've got to wonder, is this what retirement's like? You get up for work, you know, you, you wake up, you roll out of bed without a care in the world. <laughs> you don't have to go to work. You don't have any obligations to take care of. You just do what you feel like doing. It's great. And I called my wife from the road as it started getting hot and a little uncomfortable. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at the dealership by such and such a time. If you want to meet me there, I'll drop the bike off and you can give me a ride home and then we'll go do something together. So that's what we did. I ran over to Martin, dropped the bike off for its 4,000 mile service, came out of the building, hopped in the mommy mobile, and, uh, and we took off. So after we get home, we decided um, that it would be fun if we went on a little family hike. So we went over to a place that I've been to hundreds of times over the years, uh, the Daniel Boone Homestead. I did a video, a little video tour of it a while back as a moto vlog, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know that my kids have ever been there. So we wanted to go over there, we took a short hike. Um, my youngest started getting a little whiny toward the end. It was really hot and humid, but it was a really good fun time. Uh, packed up, went home. On the way home, my wife picked me up uh, a cake that she ordered from this place called Fairy Cakes. It's a little small time baker that does really great stuff. And uh, you know, came home, had cake, presents. It was a really good time. And then uh, to cap the night off, I decided, you know what, I'm 40 years old. I spend the vast majority of my time sitting at a desk working either my day job or on my business. So on average, I'd say probably 12-ish hours a day I'm sitting at a desk. Maybe 12 to 16 hours, depending on how busy we are at both, at a, busy I am at both places. And, you know, 40 years old, that's a big milestone in my life, I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's really about time I, I get to be a little more active, do some more stuff, be, you know, it's, I'm on like the, the downward swing of life. So I wanna make sure that uh, I, I'm in just better physical condition. So I, I wanted to start eating a little better. I wanted to start being a bit more active. We went for a hike earlier in the day. I felt really good. So I went down to the basement. I hopped on our rowing machine, which I bought a while back. And uh, I rode to one of the Apple Fitness programs for 30 minutes. I had a great time, felt good. It was exhausted when I was done, but I felt pretty good. Got a shower, had dessert, <laughs> you, know, you know, to cap off that exercise. I think I may have had another slice of that wonderful fairy cake. 
And, um, and then that was it, kind of went to sleep for the night. I got up the following morning, was kind of back to the normal routine, sat down at my desk, did my usual work thing. Eight hours later, I get up. Um, it, was, it was the heat of the day had come on at that point, so I really didn't want to go for a walk. So I decided oh, I'll go down in the basement, I'll hop on the rowing machine, and uh, I'll row for 20-ish minutes. You know, just build up a sweat, get active, get moving around, you know, I'll, I'll feel better if I do that. So I go down there, and I decided not to do one of the fitness programs. Instead, I just put my, my AirPods in and I started rowing to the music. And the plan was to just kind of, I, I listened to some heavier stuff. So the idea was to kind of build up with the momentum of the song and then hit like high intensity at some point and then taper back off. So first song comes on, ramp up, hit that peak, that high intensity part, wind back down song mellows out ends next song comes on I do it again next song comes on we're kind of coming up to that that high intensity peak and i'm i'm pulling with everything i've got i'm putting 100 percent into this row and uh, i start i get to the extension part and something went wrong i it i had a sensation in my back like pulling apart wet velcro uh, it was an extremely painful experience i lost all strength and like the first thing that went through my mind, aside from holy shit, this hurts, is I got to get up off the rowing machine. You know, I've I've sp I've had enough sprains throughout my life to know that when something like that happens, you've got to kind of keep moving because in my experience, like if you roll your ankle and you're out hiking, you know, if you sit down and you pull your shoe off and you rub your ankle to try to make it feel better, all that manages to happen is the ankle swells and then it's even harder to get moving again. So I've always kind of pushed through pushed through the pain as best I can without making the injury worse. So in this case, like the first thing I thought of was I got to get off this thing. Like I got to, I got to get up physically. I have to get up off this thing or I'm not going to be able to get off of it. So I lean forward. I put the handles in the little tray. I'm reaching for my phone, but I can't, I can't get to it. Uh, I'm, my, my range of motion is limited. So I'm reaching towards my feet to try to like knock the buckles off so that I could get my free, my feet free and off the stirrups. And I'm like struggling with it. A couple seconds go by. Finally, I get the one foot out and I can, I get the, on the ground and I fight with the second foot. So finally I get both feet on the ground. I have an unfinished basement and there is uh, right next to the rowing machine. I have one of those four inch steel columns for, you know, supporting the floor above. And, um, I kind of rocked back and reached and grabbed the hold of the column. And I thought, like, I've only got one shot at this. So I'm going to, with everything I've got, pull myself one-handed on this column and try to stand up at the same time. So that's what I did. I, I put everything I had into it. I got, like, halfway to locking my knees, and that was, I just, I didn't have it in me. I fell back down to the seat, gripping onto that column behind me for dear life to keep me upright and not flopping onto the floor so uh fortunately i had my airpods in so i was able to use the the assistant on my phone to call my wife where i told her to please for the love of god drop everything that you're doing and get home and help me get off this rowing machine because i'm stuck so she comes home she helps me up off this thing i'm like hugging this four inch column like bear hugging it, just keeping myself on my feet with this blazing hot pain in my back. 
With help from my wife, I managed to get up upstairs, collapse onto the couch, which is even more painful. So I get like into a laying position and finally the pain subsides. It doesn't hurt nearly as bad. And that happened on a Thursday. Um, I, my wife wanted me to go to urgent care, but I was if I didn't know that I could physically get there, you know, without an ambulance or a lot of help. So I just kind of waited it out, and it got a little better as the as the night went on, as I was popping like Advil and icing my back. Um, that was Thursday, Friday. I had managed to move a little bit. Um, I was using like dining room chairs, like setting them up like like a pommel horse, you know, like using one as a crutch and then getting to the other one and using it as a crutch and like hobbling my way toward the bathroom. It was uh, it was a very short walk to the bathroom, but I felt like I ran a marathon when I was when I was done. I was like soaked with sweat. muscles super tight from all this fighting and uh you know i even tried using it like a dining room chair as a walker you know shuffling my little my my feet a couple of inches and then like rocking the chair to go forward a couple of inches and then taking a couple little more steps uh i mean it was it was bad so it wasn't i think the following day was a saturday my wife bought me a, a set of crutches I was able to move around a little bit, but my, my back started feeling a little bit better by, by Saturday or whatever it was. Um, I was able to make a virtual doctor's appointment to get some muscle, muscle relaxers to help with the spasms that I was having. Uh, was getting around a little bit better. Sunday was getting around a little bit better yet. Monday, I wound up going to urgent care, or maybe that was Sunday, because it still hurt like hell. and depending on how I moved, it was like white, hot, shocking pain. Um, I went down to urgent care. They took an x-ray. They said there was no compression. So they didn't think it was a pinched nerve. It was most likely a, what is the word they use? An acute sprain or something like that, or a tear. And um, they said, unfortunately, there's no real way of knowing because the way the insurance works is they have to give me muscle relaxers and pain medication and after you know, like five to seven days, if that doesn't work, then they have to send me to physical therapy. And then I have to do X number of sessions with physical therapy. And then at that point, if it still hasn't worked, that is when they will, they will okay an MRI, an MRI to see if there's any physical damage there. So um, they gave me some, some pain medication, which was something like a high dose of ibuprofen or something like that which was fine by me because i was taking handfuls of advil at that point so that helped a little bit not not a ton actually what the, the, the funny thing of it all was the thing that felt the best was trying to move around like it was excruciating it was painful to move around but it was the only thing that kind of made me feel a little bit better because the, the longer i stayed in one position the like the more cramped i got the stiffer i got now it hurt like hell to move but after a few minutes after the, the pain subsided i felt a little looser i felt a little better so it wasn't i wasn't until i want to say tuesday before i could walk 
without the crutches and you know tuesday i'm walking like super slow i'm, I'm still getting those shocking pains if i bend or move the wrong way um, wednesday I was feeling a little bit better thursday I was feeling a little bit better and today friday i'm feeling actually pretty good it, my back still hurts i do get a spasm every now and again it's actually aside from going to urgent care it's the first time i've been out of the house and since it happened it's been like eight days um so i had this fantastic amazing birthday this miraculous day that i'll i'll remember for a long time because of just how glorious it was it was so nice being just rolling out of bed kind of carefree playing with the kids, going for a ride, dropping the bike off, hiking with the family, being active, exercising a little bit. So right after this wonderful, wonderful day, oh, I had a series of uh, just really miserable days. And you know, it wasn't until today where I started feeling like good enough where I could actually get up and move around and, and feel sort of back to myself again, to a degree. So, um, as this whole back thing is tapering off, it must have been Wednesday, Martin Moto called. And they're like, hey, your motorcycle's ready to be picked up at your earliest convenience. And they emailed me this uh, this this work order, this completion of work thing, which had all the pricing broken out into it. Uh, the one really good thing was it actually came in less expensive than the original estimate. I think by the, the 4,000 mile service with the stuff that I had done, they were gonna charge me like $493 wound up actually only costing me four, four sixty four or something like that. I know it's only a $30 savings, but how often do you actually pay less than what they quote you? So in my mind, that's kind of a big deal. But on the bottom of the order, it says, you know, if you're not, if you don't pick up your bike within 10 days, we start charging you a $25 per day uh, rental fee or a storage fee. So, you know, I was telling my wife, like, ah, I, I, I need to pick up the bike. It's, it, it, I've got time, like it can sit at the dealership a little while longer, but uh, you know, I, I still want to kind of pick it up sooner rather than later. So she said, "Well, you know, are you are you feeling up to it? Like, are you, do you really want to ride it home with the way you feel?" I said, "No, I I don't think I'm going to be able to ride it home. At least, not yet. It's going to be at least another few days, sometime next week, before I feel like I'm I'm able to move around without those." muscle spasms and I don't want a chance knocking or dropping the bike. So she said, well, you know, I could call my dad and he, he could go pick it up for you. My father-in-law has been riding for years and years. Um, and that was one option. I said, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm actually not really worried about finding someone to pick it up. You know, you're, I said to my wife, you know, your dad could pick it up for me uh, if he's not working. I'm sure Steve would, would run over and pick it up for me. No questions asked. Um, I said, well, I, I, my brother could go get it for me if he's not working. My dad could probably go, go go get it for me if he's not working. And that kind of planted a seed when I said my dad could go get it for me. See, my dad, I've never really ridden much with my dad. He's had a bike all of his life, and he's ridden like through certain points. A lot like me, or I should say I'm a lot like my father in that I started riding and then well, he had been riding a lot longer than I had, but when he found out he was having kids, like when I found out I was having kids, I decided like I wanted to mitigate risk and I got out of riding for a good 10 years or so. And he did very much the same thing. It wasn't until I was in my late teens that he started riding again. 
And that was kind of the first time I actually got to see him ride. And off the top of my head, I can't think of any point in that that time frame where I actually got a chance to ride with him. He was he was always riding, or I was working. You know, one of us was working. You know, when the other was had free time, that sort of thing. So it never really really panned out. He always helped me fix my Suzuki GS450. You know, I, whenever I had issues with it when I first started riding that sort of thing, and. You know, now that I'm riding again, I was really hoping to, to see my dad get back into it. My mom died of cancer a few years back, and my dad was riding pretty frequently until my mom got sick. Um, so my, when my mom got sick, my dad put the bike on the back burner. You know, like in between thing, he, things, he was tinkering with the bike. He had a, a bulb go out in the instrument panel, so he wound up like pulling the whole instrument panel apart to fix it, and then my mom's condition got worse. The bike got put on the back burner, and the bike has been on the back burner for years now, but with the, the display all tore apart. Um, as far as I know, mechanically, it still runs fine. Uh, it just hasn't been driven in years, or ridden, even turned over in years. So, like, over the last couple of years, I've been kind of planting seeds in my dad's mind, like, hey, you know, like, are you going to get the CBX running this year? It'd be nice to go, you know, do something together. And, you know, oh, yeah, I, I really want to get it running again. And then a couple more months would go by, and I would ask him again, like, hey, you know, what about, what about that CBX? <laughs> are you going to get it running again? And, uh, you know, same thing. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get it running in the next couple months, that's that sort of thing. And, and it just kept getting put on the back burner and put on the back burner. And, you know, it was always one of those things where, it really seemed like he wanted to do it, but he had so much other things, so much other stuff going on in the last couple of years that it just hasn't taken a high enough priority for him to to put the bike back together. So I decided today that um, I wanted to pick up the bike, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to text my dad. So the fun, the funny thing about uh, texting my my father is that. He and I are, are very similar when, when you ask one of us to do something for you. We never have an issue doing something for you. That's, that's totally fine, but there are always a series of questions that come along with it. Like, if you were to say, hey, Walt, could you run over to the motorcycle dealership and pick up my bike for me? I would say, sure, but what time do you want to get it done? You know, is there a certain time I need to be over there? You know, like, and a laundry list of any other questions that may arise along the way. And my, my father is very much the same way. So if I, if I ask him to come over to the house and give me a hand with something, you know, it's, oh, what, what day do you want to do it? What time do you want to do it? How long do you think it's going to take? How, what's the game plan? That sort of thing. So today I texted him and I said, hey, Dad, do you still have your motorcycle helmet? And if so, do you feel like taking a short ride? Because, you know, I hurt my back and I, I need to get my bike from the, the dealership. And no shit, within like... 30 seconds, I get a text from my dad. Yes, I'll be at your house shortly. Like, there, there was no questions. There was no, <laughs> no, no, no ser typical series of questions, no delay, no pause. Like, right away, it was like, absolutely, I'll be right over there. So um, my dad shows up, and I'm like, hey, you know, before we leave, do you need anything? I've got a riding jacket, I've got gloves, like earplugs, like whatever you need. Like I got it in the, in the shed if you need anything. Nope, and he starts pulling stuff out of his car. <laughs> got my helmet, got my jacket, got my gloves, and it all still fits. <laughs> He's the, the, uh, he, he pulled out a perforated leather jacket that I bought him for his birthday. God, it must have been 15 years ago. 
and uh, he got all his guys, he got all his gear together. We we drove over to the dealership, and we get there, and I said, "Hey, Dad," and you're like, "When was the last, have you been here at all lately?" In the last couple of years, anyways. No, no, I don't even think I've been here since they moved. Like Martin's has been in this location for fifteen years at least. Um, and he had only, he last time he was at the dealership was when, when it was at its other location further down on Route 100 in Pottstown. So, like we go in and uh, we walk through the door, and the very first thing right there in front of my face, can't miss it, was a brand new 2022. Kawasaki Z900 RS in that uh, that yellow brown color. It was beautiful. It it looks so much nicer in person. And sometimes I kick myself for, for you know I love my MT09. I am super happy with it. But man, seeing that Z900 RS in person, it kind of gave me second thoughts. I, I kind of wish I would have been able to see and touch and feel one, maybe even ride one uh, before I, I ordered this. Otherwise, uh, I may have made a very different decision, even though it was more than I wanted to pay for a bike. So anyway, um, we see this bike and we're looking at it. And he's like, wow, you know, it's really nice. I said, oh, you know, what I wanted to show you was upstairs. So we go upstairs into the rider's lounge and that's where they have all of the the display bikes, uh, these vintage bikes that the owner has collected over the years and restored. And sitting right in the middle of the room is this, I think, he's, I think my dad said it was a 1979 CBX. Um, very similar to the one he had. He said it was very similar to his first one. And he said there were a couple of small changes between the one that was sitting in, in, the, in the showroom or on display versus the one that he has now. Um, and he was telling me about the differences and, you know, telling me about the, the different configurations, um, you know, different handlebar heights, the rear sets and some plastic changes and some changes that happened from like 79 to 80 to 82. He, he was like really into it, you know, telling me about this bike. And it was, it was really cool. Like that was the one thing I wanted to do at the dealership was get him up into the rider's lounge and uh, see what happened when we started talking about this restored CBX since my dad has one. So we're up there a good 15 minutes or so talking about that bike, looking at other bikes. Finally, we made our way down to the service department. I picked up my bike, paid the bill, handed my dad the keys, um, and basically said, like, you, you, you do what you want. You can, like, ride it to my house or you can follow me, whatever you want. I said, the only thing I would suggest is staying away from um, Route 73, which is, like, the main drag that runs through the Boyertown area. I so, said, you know, they're doing road construction. They've got it all ripped up. They're going to resurface it. So it's a mess. It's traffic's backed up and it's no fun on the bike. So he's now, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to follow you. Just take the back roads and go around all of that stuff. So that's what I did. And initially it was a little, kind of a little nerve wracking watching my dad in the rear view because it's been years since he has ridden. So you could see he was a little rusty, but you know, it's, I want to say it's maybe a five mile ride, you know, with, with all the back roads that we were taking probably took me 20, maybe 25 minutes to get home. Like it's lots of back roads I, I decided to take. And, um, you know, with, as each minute passed and watching him in the rear view mirror go around bends, you could see him getting more and more comfortable, you know? So we, we finally get to my house, he pulls it up, parks it, gets off the bike. He's telling me how nice it is. And, 
you know, it was just really, really cool. Just looking in the rearview mirror, seeing my dad back there having fun, you know, on my motorcycle. And, you know, part of the inspiration behind that was I was really, really hoping to maybe plant a seed. Like today, he got out his motorcycle gear for the first time in, in quite some time, put it on and rode my bike. So who knows, maybe this is just what he needs to to get his CBX running again because it would be really fun to see that bike run and to get a chance to go out and ride with my dad. I think that'd be really, really cool. It'd be even better if I could get my brother to ride his bike too <laughs> and the three of us could take a trip somewhere. I think that would, uh, that would be really special and something that I am really, really hope is, a is able to come together. It'd be really cool. Man, I'm looking up at the timer, like 30, 32 and a half minutes at this point. I've been talking, I can feel it, my, thro my throat's getting dry. But that is that is what has been going on for the last couple of weeks. I, uh, just to recap, I ruined my birthday presents, or my, I, I should say, I ruined my birthday surprise. I had a, an amazing birthday. I, <laughs> I showed my age and uh, annihilated my back in, in day two of my 40s and then I spent eight days on the mend before I'm finally here and able to move around enough that I can have a conversation with you in my shed while sweating crazily. <laughs> so anyway, that's going to do it. I hope you enjoyed this, this long format video. These were a lot of fun. I do hope to do more of them, but uh, nothing is really set in stone. Uh, I've actually been thinking a lot about doing some sort of podcast like this. But um, there's some questions about format and how I actually want to do it. So for the meantime, I'm just going to turn the camera on every now and again. And I'm just going to record one of these long-ass videos. And that's that. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this video. If so, do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button down below. It will make sure that you are notified whenever I publish a new video to my channel. Also, if you enjoyed the video, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It uh, lets me know that I'm on the right track with producing content that you enjoy watching. And it also helps spread the word and expose my channel to new viewers. As always, ride safe and I will catch you in the next one. That's a lot of talking. A lot, a lot of talking. <clears throat> oh, and I left my water in the house. Black Phoenix Entertainment dropped his uh, spider off at the deal. Actually, he didn't drop it off. He got it towed to the dealership. I said he had too much fun at VAM. I was getting the Discord alerts on my watch, which I forgot to silence before I started this video. So really happy with the uh, the little carpet thing. It's, it's pretty cool having a, like a dedicated space to, to park my bike. Um, you know, uh, in the, I guess it was the first time I did one of these videos. Oh, we're, we're in the, the end screen crowd here. I'm sure everyone else has left by now. But uh, in that first video, I talked about uh, how I, I had this new logo designed for me and I bought these pins that I was gonna share with people that I went out riding with. Um, I've only been able to, to share like five of them so far. <clears throat> I, would have been, I would have been able to share some more except for this damn back injury. Uh, sidelined me from the Bucks County Covered Bridge ride, which I was really bummed out about. And by the way, guys, if you're watching, I it, it means a lot to me that you decided to cancel the ride because I couldn't make it. 
but I also feel really bad because I know a lot of you were really looking forward to that ride. And as I said in Discord numerous times, you really didn't need to cancel the ride. We definitely would have made up for it later on this riding season. I feel really bad that, uh, that you guys postponed it. Yeah, but, it, you know, at the same time, I, th I think it's really cool. Thank you, guys. But it was totally unnecessary. Um, anyway, in that video, I showed you these pins that I was going to share. I don't remember whether it was... I think it was a comment that I got from, from Dustin from Two-Wheeled. He had mentioned that... Um, Oh, you know, he, he saw something on Sticker Mule and these keychains were on sale that he was thinking about buying. So, of course, you know, like, yeah, I couldn't help myself. I ended up buying, like, 50 keychains, <laughs> which I guess are going to be more giveaway things if I, uh, if I ever run out of the pins. So these, these keychains are actually, they're, they're cool, but um, I, have a little, I have some concerns about them if you've ever... I don't know if you've ever ordered these things from Sticker Mule, but basically the pins and the keychains are virtually the same thing. It's a piece of acrylic that's cut to the shape of your logo, and then there's like a like a backer that's applied. So you're you're looking through the acrylic to your sticker on the on the back side, and that's kind of what the keychain is. It's just a piece of acrylic with a sticker on it, a sticker behind it, um, and then there's the little keychain thing here, which I like a lot better than the other keychains. These these flat metal rings, I like them a lot better than the other type. I don't, know, I don't have it on that one. You know, the round ones that just look cheap. But the concerning thing is this connection right here is plastic. And it's just like a plastic loop and a pin that runs through. And I really don't see that being... Um, super durable so really cool I like that they're this cool little way of displaying my logo but it's one of those things where like if you're gonna use it hard this probably isn't the keychain for that application if you're like a janitor and you've got like a thousand keys on your ring and you decide to throw the Walt NPA key ring on there to keep your keys together that little plastic ring is probably not gonna hold up I think that's it. There's like nothing else I can talk about. So we're going to end it. Thanks for watching. Ride safe. <laughs> and I'll catch you in the next one.